Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with one rental at a time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag one rental at a time. Now on with the show. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, folks. Michael Zuber, one rental at a time. Yes, the three of Eagles are back at it. How you guys doing? How you doing, Matt? Super awesome. I'm super excited to, uh, this is a big one, Mike. This yeah. is a big one. Yeah. And Dion, how are you? Howdy. I'm doing great. Ready for round two. Yeah, guys. So one of the things that I'm starting to kind of piece together now that the now that we have liftoff in the rates, it's official. And obviously, I think a quarter point was a weak move, but we're past that now. I've had a day to kind of vent. Uh, but now what I'm looking at is what the Fed has caused, because we have had artificially low rates for two and a half years. And that is a long time in the real estate game, right? That's 10 quarters. And I believe we happen to be into an environment where, uh, you know, Dion and I have a dollar bet. I think we're into an environment where rates <coughs> are higher at the end of this year than the beginning. I think they're a little bit higher next year. I think generally speaking, rates are higher three, four, five years from now than they are today. I don't, I'm not calling for years of increases, but they're just higher, right? They, we don't see the lows that we saw nine months ago, my opinion. If I'm right, which again, we don't know if I'm right yet, but if I'm right, I have this nasty surprise that it might take a decade. This might be a decade of pain ahead of us. And that is for first-time homebuyers. I'm fearful that first-time homebuyers may have a decade of pain because of the Fed. And it's totally unexpected. And there's kind of two reasons for it. And I want to I give them to you here. And then you guys tell me, because sometimes I get focused and I miss things. So the first one, you're an owner. You bought in the last couple of years. Your rate's under 3%. Uh, you, you know, life happens, you get promotions, you have babies. Uh, usually you're in your first home for five to eight years, depending on your situation. So you fast forward from 2021 to 2026, 2028, whatever it is, you're normally a move up buyer. Mm -hmm. You are now looking at an environment where rates are probably two, three, maybe 4% higher than what you have right now. Mm -hmm. And the value is probably up 50, 60, 70 grand. Normally speaking, the last 40 years, it worked because, yeah, it was higher, but rates were lower. The payment shock wasn't so bad. We're going to lose a generation of move-up buyers. They're going to stay put. Uh, they're going to change. They may do an addition on their home, but they're not going to take their largest debt, increase that debt, and potentially double the interest rate. It's just not going to happen. It's going to be financial suicide. So I have a really sneaky suspicion there's going to be not a lot of inventory uh, that used to happen. So that's that's problem number one. I have another one, but we'll I'll stop because I've been talking too long. Matt, what do you think of that? I have amazing news, Michael. I can fix the problem. Oh, okay. Awesome. The government is going to give massive down payment handouts. <clears throat> and that is going to raise the value of that asset. Sure. That will float up. Yeah. And um, yeah. I th and then I think that what's going to happen is, is that it's going to, you're going to pay much more price per square foot for a less than median home 
So you'll see a much smaller gap. That's what I believe will occur. Interesting. So basically what you're saying is they create a first-time buyer program only. Yep. Which takes, again, right? We're in a house. I'm a first-time buyer now. I got 2% rate, whatever it is, two yep. and a half. Two and a half, yep, sure. Five, six, seven years from now, more kids. We're, 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 we're bursting. Bumping, we're bursting. Thank you. That's the word I wanted. Yep. And now you want to trade up. You can't. However, if there's a first-time buyer program that makes your asset disproportionately more valuable. Correct. So you're you're basically closer. Okay. Well, that will that so, will that will that will dent the pain. Yes. It will. Yeah. I mean, I think. I mean, and again, just thinking kind of outside the box of how Washington likes to intervene in the free market mm -hmm. and create more problems because that will create more problems. Oh, absolutely. But it will solve one problem for a fraction of people. It would create more problems for that much bigger group of people. And so, yeah, what I honestly see happening is I, I see uh, administration that will have no problem creating some first-time home buyer program. They will force it upon the big banks, right? I th and I think that you'll see, you know, the 12 to 1500 square foot starter home. I think you'll all of a sudden see that that thing is running at 250 or 300 bucks a square foot. Whereas the next used home is that for that move up buyer might only be running at two or two and a quarter square foot. Cause what they'll do is they will say, but that's up to this percentage of median market value. Mm -hmm. And so then they'll do kind of what they do with Fannie Freddie. Right. So, which is, you know, like San Francisco, I think was one of the ones that just hit where you could actually buy a million dollar home with a Fannie Freddie loan. Yeah. But for years and years and years, it was like 780 or 770 or something like that. Mm -hmm. So I see that being one of the answers to it. Now, again, I completely agree with you. I think it kills the move up buyer because two and a half percent mortgage on a $400,000 home versus a 6% mortgage on a $600,000 home or $500,000 home, right? And you might only be moving into a home that's, that's 150 square feet bigger and not in any better a neighborhood. So you're definitely on the back side of the value curve. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's what I see potentially the, the banks being forced to, um, the government basically pushing them that direction and saying, this is how we're going to fix the problem, which is give a bunch of first-time home buyers a ton of money and potentially, and then, you know, piggyback that onto a 40-year. Mm. Like piggyback that massive down payment onto a 40-year. And now all of a sudden, guess what? Your three hundred and fifty thousand dollars median home is now worth five hundred, but the next step up is only six hundred. Yeah. So really, the difference at that point is rate, and then they'll figure something out there. But I think that first time home buyers where they're going to focus and put a ton of gasoline on the fire, which I think in turn also makes sure that there's not only not a, a crash, less likelihood of even a correction, right. and certainly if there is a correction, even pushing it out another couple of years. Mm. Fun to think about. Dion, what do you think of my first, my first idea? Well, I think Matt had next level thinking in his answer. And, and I, I mean, it was brilliant. Um, it's still going to be an inventory problem. Yes. Yeah. That we're, we're not building. And, and the build right now for profit for the construction company is in the high end. Mm -hmm. They're not building the, the, not only the entry level home, but the, the first one you might upgrade to because there's just more margin with the more expensive house. And yes, there's probably going to be more first-time buyer programs like Bank of America has the $17,000 mm -hmm. 
uh, program. And there's probably going to be a, a bigger, more, uh, you know, like you said, forced on the banking institutions, more first time homebuyer things. But where does the seller move to when you have <clears throat> prices are continuing to go up, whether rates go up or down? The, the thing that I'm a little disappointed in with you, I, I agree with you, Mike, I think a bigger rate increase would have been better, but I have for different reasons. It went up 25 or, you know, 0.25%, which increases demand. People really got the actual reality check of the Fed said they were going to raise rates. They did. The Fed is saying they're going to raise the rates, so they're probably going to, so I better go buy. So the demand continues to increase. I was hoping for a, you know, 0.5, 0.75, so that it shocks the market and prices continue to go up so that people see that it isn't rates or that's affecting prices, it's demand and wages and supply because rates are one aspect. So that was why I was hoping for it because it would have helped me win my dollar at the end of the year, which I'm really counting on. Um, these maps aren't cheap. Yeah, no, yeah, well, I'm going to be framing my dollar because it's going to say Dion's dollar. Yeah. Dion's dollar. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Yeah, so, so I have another uh, reason why I think, because again, I'm, we have an it's we're going to have an inventory problem. I think what I've just outlined is a big problem, but here's another just mathematical problem, right? We have again that people don't, or at least the powers that be don't realize what they've done. The 30-year money sub 3% is an asset for yes. 30 freaking years. Yes. It's yes. fixed. Yes. For 30 years. So what do I mean by that? I get sub 30, sub 30 or more 3%. And I'm in a home, I'm living there. I'm great. I get to change the jobs. I got to go somewhere. You could sell the home, thus getting rid of that asset because the next buyer won't get that. Or you could simply be one rental at a time and rent it out because you've gotten lifetime low cheap money into an inflationary environment. I think it was um, John Burns, who I follow on Twitter, real John Burns Real Estate Investing. I want to give a shout out to him and his page or whatever, tweet, whatever. He basically did the math. He goes, if you have the average home with the average rate, it's like $1,300 mortgage, P-I-T-I, full, fully burdened. Full load. Mm -hmm. And the average rent for the same house is $1,900. Mm -hmm. You take that forward a couple of years where your P-I-T-I stays the same or it goes up very slightly because of taxes. And now rent's not 1900, it's 2600. Why the hell wouldn't you rent it out? You're adding real income. You're changing your financial future. You are doing one rental at a time and you're whacking huge principal pay down. People are, are going to increasingly not sell because it would be financial suicide. Mm -hmm. So again, less inventory coming because the asset is 30 year money. So that's problem number two, the Fed has created. What do you think? We'll go to Matt first. Um, yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, it's no. a, it, it becomes, it becomes an, that, that debt is an asset. Absolutely. <clears throat> you know, and so <clears throat> what's really interesting is, um, so because we've gotten the size that we are, mm -hmm. because I'm an absolute control freak and I won't let somebody else manage my properties, we're actually looking at it because we can in-house 115 units. Mm -hmm. We're looking at doing our own property management. I'm sure. Yeah. So the whole reason, and then to add to that, we're actually specifically creating the category of 
the move up buyer that didn't want to sell. And that's one of our marketing chains of is course. the move up buyer that doesn't want to sell, that has the asset. And we say, wait, 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 you don't need that to move on. You no, can you just keep that. Yeah. And so then it becomes all of the companies, you know, or a company like what I'm talking about, which is single family rental, even at market, there's no turnover in those. No. So the, the cost eight, is so low. Eight years is best. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I mean, it just, it opens up opportunity for businesses to be able to take the guy who never wanted to be a landlord, mm-hmm. you know, the accidental landlord, mm-hmm. um, but take that accidental landlord and instantly turn them into a landlord that's actually cash flowing. Oh, and better than, because again, what is, what is the best asset? Single family home. What has right. had the most rent decrease? Single family home. What has right. the best debt structure? Single family home. It's, yep. I, I am afraid it had little inventory. Because again, the whole real estate market I've studied now for have 50 years of going back, it's all built on the recycling of entry-level homes. I believe whatever entry-level homes, let's say in a, a 6 million market, 2 million of those transactions were entry-level. If we see that whacked in half, right. that, that would not shock me. Right. And the other thing to think of too is, you know, we keep on talking about entry-level home, entry-level home, because we believe that that move-up buyer largely is going to be the most affected. Mm-hmm. The challenge that you have is that at the cost of material, <laughs> you can't build an entry-level home. Yeah. Well, it's just, the definition certainly changes. It wasn't you, this, now it's that, right? Yeah. Entry-level homes in my market have gone from 350 to 595 Say that again. 350 to 595 entry level homes in my market. And I call an entry level home, three bed, two bath, 1500 square foot. That house three years ago was selling for 350 to four newer construction. Mm -hmm. Now this stuff that's hitting the market, 595 to 750 for that same footprint, depending on which of the neighborhoods you want to be in because they're all brand new neighborhoods. But we're talking massive costs per square foot, massive. And I don't think they have any idea what they're in for. I don't think many of those builders, I think most of those builders are so small, like 14, you know, 14 house development, 30 house development. You're a small developer at that number. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think any of those guys are looking at the amount of lumber that's being taken out of the market next year by the Canadian market. I don't yeah. think, and, and the, num- the amount of logs going to China and logs going to Russia. I don't think any of these guys have any concept of what's going to happen there. And they are going to go to buy a, what's called a lift. It's basically a pallet of all your lumber. They're going to go try and buy a lift and they're not going to be able to buy one. Mm. Good, good. Enjoy dead days. This year I was quoted 58 days for windows for one of my buildings, Mm -hmm. 97. And they're still not all done. And this is, this is not from a reseller of a brand. Right. This is from a manufacturer. The pain has only just begun. It's a Karen Carpenter song. Only just begun. Oh, right. this is so much fun. Dion, what do you think? Well, I'm going to have to Google what that song is now. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, never heard of it. You but... dance to that at your prom and you know it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't go to my prom. I went to like eight proms, but not mine. Um, Show I, think Mike, I think Mike nailed it. Um, we're limiting the reason why people would sell. Exactly. We, fixed rate debt is the asset. And, and most of us have said this. I have a video on my channel literally named this. I wish I had more debt. Mm-hmm. And then you take that with pretty much everybody who invests saying, 
time in the market beats timing the market. So if you own an asset, the longer you own it, the more you're in that market. Then mm -hmm. fixed rate debt staying the same, <laughs> rents going up. There are investors probably in the same position where I, that, that I am mm -hmm. that, that have a few rentals with mortgages. And then one, I have one, some probably have a few more paid off rentals. And if you ask the average person who isn't really focused on finances and investing yet, would you rather have $400,000 because I could sell the property mm -hmm. or $2,200 a month in rent on a paid off property? Which one would you have? They would think I can get $400,000. That sounds amazing. Yeah. I don't, I wouldn't sell it for 600,000. I would get better return on equity, but where am I going to put it? The interest rate's going to be worse because there's no mortgage now. So the interest rate is a lot worse. Um, <laughs> So I have no motivation to sell almost at any price. Yeah. And there are some people out there in the same boat. So you have building isn't happening because, you know, you said at the entry level, there's no profit there. They have to make the more expensive house. Mm -hmm. Some people will quote population is increasing at a slower rate. It's still increasing. Mm -hmm. It's just increasing at a slower rate. Pretty sure I heard that on one rental at a time. And, uh, you know, that's how I, that's where I get my information from, but without building and with population still increasing, even at a slower rate, the uh, people not selling, not having supply demand increasing. And then actually the, the little interest rate bump increasing demand. Yeah. We're, we're right back to the, the longer you wait to buy, the more it's going to cost you. Supply demand is undefeated and the, the fed the Fed did what they had to do two years ago. I don't disagree with. They stayed in the market a year too long. Yes. Now that that 24, 27 months, whatever it's been, is a large enough gap to create what will now become a decade problem. Decade. We are going to be looking at people a decade from now not making moves because they have sub 3% 30-year money. It's just going to kill inventory. Just going to crush it. So Matt, where can people find you? Lumberjack Landlord on YouTube and Lumberjack Landlord on Instagram. And my 1130 AM Eastern time live streams on Sundays. And Dion, how about you? Right here on YouTube, Dion Talk Financial Freedom. My live streams are Tuesday afternoons, 4 p.m. The, the live streams last as long as the questions do. You guys are amazing. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thanks, Mike. Mm -hmm.